Blog Talk Radio. Ocean, uh, but I did come up to the precipice of the Irish Sea and the North Sea. I'm not sure the Irish Sea is the actual name of the sea to the right of Ireland. I should have looked that up to impress you with my geographical knowledge before I said anything, but that's okay. It was over sea. I'm back. I'm tired. It's like two in the morning or something. I don't know. In the guise of two in the afternoon. So a lot going on, as I mentioned, in Poetry Superhighway land. Uh, as uh, as you may have seen from our various emails that have been going out, we've been soliciting sponsors for our upcoming summer poetry contest, which is going to start this Wednesday, our 2015 Poetry Superhighway contest. It's our 18th annual, I think. I didn't look up that statistic, but it's somewhere around 18 years that we've been doing this contest. And every year, thanks to the generosity of our sponsors, in addition to the winners of the contest uh, taking uh, a cash prize, which is uh, composed of 100% of the $1 per poem entry fee that comes in, we also are able again, thanks to the generosity of of the many people who sponsor the contest, to give every single person who enters a prize just for entering. So, so far, there's about 40 sponsors who have donated over 90 prizes, which is really cool. That's a lot of people donating a book or a couple of books. And the way it works is if you enter the contest, if you don't win – the uh, cash prize for winning the top three you know, positions, first, second, or third place, you will receive something in the mail just for entry. Uh, a poetry book, a subscription, a magazine, um, a service, uh, something of interest to poets and writers. Um, it's pretty cool. You know, it's uh, you can enter one poem for one dollar and you'll still definitely win something just for entering. We're the only contest I know that does that and it's really thanks to the generosity of the many, many people who sponsor our contest every year. So uh, you can't enter now. That will start on Wednesday uh, at midnight on July 15th. You'll get an email if you're on our email list. Look for it. Get on the email list. You can do that right from the front page of Poetry Superhighway. That way you won't miss it. We're going to post it to the Facebook page too, so check that as well. Uh, but there's still a chance to get in as a sponsor. If you've got a poetry book that you'd like to donate or multiple copies of it or you're a small press and you've got a few titles, um, go to our website, click on Sponsor the 2015 Poetry Contest from there and read all the stuff, the details that's there. Uh, fill out the form and you're in. That's it. Uh, you could you could become a sponsor by just pledging to send one book out. So you'll have to agree to a couple things. One of those is whatever you donate, you're going to have to mail directly to the people who uh, who enter the contest. So the contest is over. I'll divide up all the prizes, uh, and um, I will send you as a sponsor. If you donated two books, for example, I'll send you two addresses, and you'll have to send those books or whatever you donated within two weeks to – those addresses to those people, and that's it. Uh, and uh, and then of co- and of course this is actually really important, and people sometimes forget to do it, and it leads to annoying follow-up me- emails. But you just have to send me a notice that says that you've actually sent the prizes, so I'll mark you off the list. So check out all the details on sponsoring the contest. It would be so cool to to add you in. Uh, in some years, we've actually been able to give 
um, many people more than one prize thanks to the generosity of the sponsors. So, by the way, why why do it just beyond participating in something that's that's cool? Uh, you get a free poetry slash writing related classified ad in our newsletter, which if you're listening, you probably already receive, uh, which goes out to thousands of poets and writers every week. So you want to promote your book, your website, your contest, whatever it is that you're doing, just by donating one book as a sponsor, you'll get a free classified ad in our emailed newsletter uh, every single week from starting next week, assuming that you've you sign up by next week, or at least starting from the week after you sign up as a sponsor. Um, for the duration of the contest, that's through through mid October or so. So it's a really good deal, uh, just for being a sponsor. So check it out. Would love to have you on board. Um, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the number to call in is area code six four six seven one six seven three six two. We're going to get to our open reading in just a second. I want to mention uh, uh, this is kind of cool. We've got a spoken word track from Scott Charles coming up at the half hour mark. Scott Charles is a Southern California poet who answered the call for me to for to to send in an MP3, a spoken word track, and so we've got that coming up um, in about 25 minutes or so. So that's coming up. In the meantime, let's get to our callers again. The number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. Our first caller is from the 973 area code. Hi there. How's it going, Rick? This is your ah, old buddy. <laughs> David, how are you? That's me. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, I've, going. Had a few health, I've had a few health issues, but I've also been doing a lot of research. I'm trying to get some blogs together. Anyway, this is the uh, we're in the middle of the baseball season. The All-Star game is coming up on Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, it's Tuesday. And um, I've learned a lot of lessons from watching my New York Mets as a young kid especially bonding with my dad. Uh, we're watching the – we learned a lot about losing. I certainly did. But anyway, one of my favorite ball players growing up uh, was not a Met at all. He actually pitched for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, and he used to, I used to turn on the Yankees just to get uh, – uh, just to hear him get announced late in the game. Uh, and and the uh, and uh, uh, Bob Shepard, the PA announcer, would uh, announce him like this: uh, "Now pitching for the Kansas City Royals, 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 number twenty-nine, nine, nine, Dan, 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 Quisenberry, Berry, Berry, Dan Quisenberry. I got his book here, poetry, on days like this, because when he when he retired at the age of 37, he had a rotator cuff um, injury, and he had won the Rolaids Relief Award five times in a row. He was quite a relief, but he wasn't supposed to mount too much in baseball, and he made the most of what he had. And he was uh, quite a baseball player in that regard, and he was even greater as a poet, in my estimation. So... I'm going to, I, with your permission, I would like to read the title uh, from his book on days like this, the title piece, if it's okay. You have my permission, David. Go for it. Okay. <coughs> on days like this, when my teal Chrysler minivan is stuck in thick white snow dunes of Colorado, I huff and puff, forehead sweaty, kids pant from pushing this steel asteroid, spinning, spitting ice and snow, a lost battle. Wife calls our miles away neighbor, whom we only see on days like this. He putters up in a diesel smoke-choking heavy chain-around tires tractor, Looks me straight in the eye, his own face blotchy red, like he'd had too much to drink. But I know it's that Yukon wind blasting icicles to cheeks. Need a toe out? A somewhat smile blackened teeth 
and a wad of snuff behind me. The kids nod. No, I shout back over the diesel. But I'd appreciate if you'd plow the road out some. On days like this, I lie a little bit. His nose drips. He wears an oil smudge torn and faded blue coat. He glances up and down our foot-thick, snow-drifted road. Give me ten minutes. Gotta pull the car out down the road. On days like this, I don't catch every break. I stand, hands clenched in pockets of a shiny green and white ski jacket, polar fleeced, bare skin warm. He revs his smoke maker. Do I detect the slight smirk on his face? On days like this, not everything is funny. End poem. Thanks, David. That's so cool of you to use your time to read a poem by someone else, and it's a good one uh, as well. A lot of uh, Americana in there. Remind me, I, I know you're no longer in New Jersey. Where are you calling from? I'm still in Alabama. I'm I'm still in the same place. I'm still about uh, 10 miles outside of Birmingham in Pelham, Pelham, Alabama. Well, there you go. You know, there's another uh, 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 Alabama poet who calls into the show um, every week. His name's Michael, and and I know there's some readings that go on at the uh, Birmingham Art Museum, I think. So I I bet he calls in later, so maybe you can connect with him and have some live in-person poetry something or other going on uh, right in your... Let me see if I can hook up with them in the chat room. There's there's one other... uh, I'll hook up with them in the chat room. There's one other mention I'd like to give, and and that's about... I'm real thrilled about my... uh, You might say my protege. His name is Nat Quang Vo, and he came here when he was five years old from Vietnam. And he sent me last month. Uh, uh, he, he goes. He goes to um, St. Thomas University in Houston, and he's the uh, uh, one of the um, heads of the of the uh, literary the, the literary magazine over there they put out in the English department. And he sent me a, a volume, tremendous volume. He has a couple in here. I know I can't read it because I just read some there uh, uh, right now. I just read a poem, but I tell you, maybe next month I'll read one of his. He is, uh, I couldn't be prouder. If, if uh, I couldn't be prouder of a son than I am of him. I've done work with him, and, and we've gone back and forth, and uh, he wants to be me when he grows up. <laughs> Isn't that a horrible thought? <laughs> I don't know, David. I, you know, do, do you really want to wish that on anyone? I um, <laughs> thank you so much for calling in, my friend. It's good to hear your voice. Uh, you seem to have developed a southern accent since we last spoke, but that's okay. I'm all for it. Um, and uh, <laughs> those of you living in Seattle, Seattle. There you go. I'm gonna let you go. Thanks so much for calling in. We'll talk to you next time. Good to hear your voice. That was uh, David, our. Uh, Regular call. I haven't heard from him in a, in a couple months, but he used to be from uh, Newark, New Jersey, the lush rolling hills, and now he's from the lush rolling hills of outside of Birmingham, Alabama. Okay, uh, moving on. Our next, uh, well, let's see. The number to call in if you want to call in is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 213 area code. Hello, 213. Hello. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Who's this? This is Lita Karen Harris. Oh, hi, Lita. Yeah, I'm calling from downtown Los Angeles. I'm familiar with it. Yes. <laughs> Tall building. Yeah I've, been a, I've been, I, yeah, I've been a native of California my whole life, but downtown is my home now for like five and a half years. So it's where I get a lot of my writing inspiration and just the creativity and just the community involved that I involve myself with. It's just part of it, and I put it to my writing and my experiences, it just comes out that way, you know, and that's how I feel. This is my home. That's cool. You know, I've I've been downtown, you know, a handful of times over the last couple of years, and I, I for a while I was saying, you know, downtown is really coming back, but I, I feel mm-hmm. at this point it, 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 it's, it's almost appropriate to say downtown is back. 
Right, exactly. It's it's everything we wanted it to be, and it's more. It's more um, environment. It's more um, community. It's a lot of arts um, available for people who want to see and, and hear. It's just a lot for everybody. Even even families are coming out to see what is um, out there to explore, you know, a lot of culture, too. Cool. Well, that's 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 great. It's good that that we're you know the city is being reclaimed uh, as as a usable, yes. livable, artistic space. Yes, absolutely. So, do you have a poem for us? Yes, I do. I have a poem I'm going to read, if I may, from my new book, In Love and Grace. And if I have time, I'll read also in a, a second one that I wrote that's similarly new. And uh, I'll start with one that I have in my book, and it's well, called it's, Love uh, of. Before you go, uh, we we're gonna let you do one poem. So pick the one that you definitely want to read. Okay, I'll read this one. I'll read the one from the book. It's called okay. "Love of Mine." Love of Mine. Come on, be my friend no more. Embrace me in your arms like you would a lover. Hold my gaze as you wrap your soul over my torn heart. Leave behind any scars from previous tears. Love me the way you were meant to, my dear. I know you better than you. I search and found what pulls your strings. I guess you could say they flap my wings. You care, this I know. The wonder of ours is not a sin. Why should it stop us from living, saving our dreams melting into a pool, sunbathed under our favorite tree, forever at last, for the whole world to see? That's it. So cool. Thank you, Lita. Hmm. Congratulations on yeah. on the new book. I just posted a Thank link you. to it in in the uh, in the chat room that's connected with with this show on Blog Talk Radio. So uh, so people mm-hmm. can click on it if if uh, if they you know want to check it out on Amazon. Do you have a website or anything people can yes, check out? Or? It, yes, yes, dot com. That's my website. Lita L I D A Poet dot com. And there's all the um, updated um, information what's happening in the next couple weeks and. Um, my performances and video are on there as well, and my um, book is on Amazon as well, so they can click on that and they can see it's on there. So cool. Well, um, congrats on that again, and um, and and I hope you call in and read uh, uh, poetry more. We do this every single month, so uh, you'll have a chance yeah. to read that second poem next month if you if you want. That would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much, and uh, thank you to everyone who listened. No, yeah, thank you. All right, Lita. Have a great rest of your day. That was Alita Parent-Harris uh, calling from here in Southern California, uh, uh, reading a poem from her new book, In Love and Grace, which just came out uh, uh, at the end of May this year, uh, published by Connie Williams, who's a, who's a, a, a wonderful and stunning poet in, in the L.A. community uh, um, uh, as well. So cool. Check that stuff out. The number for you to call in, if you want to call in, is 646 646- Seven one six seven three six two. Alrighty, our next caller is from the seven zero five area code. Hi. Hi, Rick. How you doing? Doing good. Awesome. It's Alex. Oh, my, oh Alex. Uh, Alex from Canada. How you? Am doing? I right there? Absolutely right, Rick. Cool. It's the small things which uh, which help me uh, 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 give myself the the illusion that I know what's going on. So I'm I'm glad we got that. Oh, right. I'm it's doing the well. Accent. It's the northern accent, Rick. That's that too. Yes. Um, I'm doing okay, thanks. A little bit tired, but uh, but doing okay. There you go. Um, my mom passed away June 17th, and so I've written one in her memory. Okay. I'm so sorry to hear um, that. Please uh, share it with us. Yeah, um, she was almost 89, so she had a really good life. She really did. My dad predeceased her by like 18 months. So the first 20 lines are my dad speaking from the spirit side to her to come to him, and the last 20 lines are from us speaking to my mom. So it's called Loving Acceptance, Rick. It goes like this. Come to where I am. It is time for us again. You visit me on the other side. A happiness meets us in the middle. My winter has been long. When together we shall be, so will the advent of spring, for you are a warm, caressing breeze. You looked at our pictures of our endless embrace, so yearned for my fingers. I heard your call in the night. You thought of me, so I shone on you. 
Your love dreamed of mine, so my heart opened its petals. I heard no robins until your voice, so sweet, brought the essence of this creation to my wanting, waiting ears. Mom, it was your window, of your choosing, not ours. These doors will always stay open, more than slightly ajar. You are beautiful, a sparkling, glowing streak that will now and forever spread itself across our blue skies. Your emerald eyes, that angelic inflection, is the cause of inspiration to paint our lives with your rainbow. One will keep close inside with the memory of your touch, of your gentle, serene songs whose rhythms will endure, as does this flowing peace. For to you, for to us, you are our strength, a faith that conquers fear to fill us with a loving acceptance. In that's uh, that's beautiful, Alex. Um, it's uh, tough to be in a position to have to write the poem, but uh, I think you did your mom justice, and 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 I hope that uh, I hope that her memory for you is always a, a source of uh, joy and happiness. It always will be, Rick. Thank you so much. Sure. Um, anything else going on in in your part of the world that you want to let us know about in terms of poetry? <clears throat> Just keep on doing, you know, the uh, the few readings that are here and there, either on the American side in northern Michigan or in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario here. <clears throat> All righty. Well, good. Well, I'm sure we'll hear from you again. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling in and uh, and uh, and talk to you next time. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye. That was uh, Alex calling from uh, the Great White North, uh, Canada, um, uh, northern Michigan. Uh, that part of the world. Um, reading a poem about his uh, his mom who passed away uh, last month. So uh, sad to hear that, but uh, uh, how how lovely that art came of it. And it sounds like that she lived a full and wonderful life. Part of I mentioned earlier, I, I just returned from a, a two-week trip, most of which was in Ireland, but we actually stopped in uh, Syracuse, New York, where my family is from and the purpose of the trip besides seeing family there was well actually my mom passed away in uh, November of last year and we um she's from Syracuse she she uh, had a, a good life as a younger person there and uh, when she passed away it just sort of made sense that we uh, laid her to rest there so a uh, part of the trip to Syracuse was uh, taking care of that final stuff uh, in uh, in that place so um, I I hear you, Alex, um, uh, in terms of uh, having to deal with that and uh, etc. So all right, uh, such is life. Um, I'm glad poetry can come of it. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please call in. The number is six four six seven one six seven three six two. You can uh, certainly connect via via Skype or by the uh, click to talk button on the website as well. If you've got a decent enough microphone on your computer, sound will be a little bit better than on the phone. Not that it's anything wrong with on the phone if that's how you want to do it. That's totally cool. Call in. Um, uh, let's see. Our next caller is blocked number. Hello, blocked number. Hello, Rick. I was hoping I'd be the next caller. It's Michael from Birmingham. Well, wow. You know, my mother went home. It'll be two years this Wednesday, the 15th, and so the timing for it, um, you may have noticed a lot of the reading I've done the last year or two has referred to that, and uh, today doesn't specifically refer to that as such, as as has been usual, uh, but um, I, I saw on the on your webs on the website for today's reading that you thought maybe people might call in with some haiku because it was recently. National Haiku Day, is that correct? Oh, you know, that's probably was was last month, wasn't it? I, I think um uh I think I probably just cut and pasted the description. Uh, that's something that you alerted me to two months yeah, ago. Well, so I think that Yeah, that's what I was a little bit confused about. Uh I know that in April on the seventeenth uh is International Haiku Poetry uh Haiku Poem Day. And so anyway, regardless I'm gonna read what's called a uh uh, a hyphen, H-A-I-B-U-N, hyphen, which you may be familiar with it. Uh, maybe some of your listeners and writers are familiar with it. It, it combines, uh, it's a prosometric 
it's a prose, and then it has as a postscript a haiku. Okay. Now the prose for this, the prose from this is uh, the first part of June. There was a screening, a one night screening of uh, English patient, the English patient by the Canadian, the book's based on the Canadian writer, and the, I think the, the director is an Italian. Well, anyway, there was a screening of it, and so it had been like years since I had seen it. I was the only one in the theater, and it was a wonderful experience just because I needed to, it's like whenever I go see a movie, it's like I needed this, this is where I needed to be for these two hours here at this theater watching this movie. Well, anyway, I didn't know I'd, I'd, I'd end up writing something, but in the movie, Catherine Clifton She's wounded and fatally, and hopefully not fatally. And um, uh, her the hero goes to get some help, and he gets detained. And she's in a cave, and she writes this like farewell letter. It's called so that's the prose for this is her letter. So I called it a Hyben uh, Fount after Catherine Clifton's letter from the English patient, and it's titled Over. With remembering, are you any? Are you familiar with the book or the movie? I'm not actually. Oh, okay. Well, the book. If I had to sum it up, the book is redemption and salvation by way of recall and remembering. Okay, my darling, I'm waiting for you. How long is a day in the dark or a week? The fire is gone, and I'm horribly cold. I really should drag myself outside, but then there'd be the sun. I'm afraid I waste the light on the paintings and on the writing these words. We die. We die rich with lovers and tribes. Taste we have swallowed. Bodies we've entered and swum up like rivers. Fears we've hidden in, like this wretched crave, this wretched cave. I want all this marked on my body. We are the real countries, not boundaries drawn on maps with the names of powerful men. I know you'll come and carry me out of this cave and into the palace of wind. We depart with that warm white wind. We have long belonged into your hands. I know you'll come and carry me out to the to the palace of wave, to the palace of wind. That's all I've wanted, to walk in such a place with you, with friends, on an earth without maps. The lamp has gone out, and I'm writing beyond the darkness. And then the last two are postscripts. They're my own. Count far from the maddening memory of death, we die just to live. Lamp mm. and stand, yet each a love letter through the world illuminates. I have to say there's a little bit of a, not a smooth reading, and I wanted to talk about the, where my my writing was inserted in that. One, usually uh, in a hyphen, the haiku is at the very end like a postscript, but here I have one embedded uh, that's read the part with the warm white wind, and then at the end I have as a postscript two, one followed by the other. Uh, but in the cave, it's not really. It's almost like a womb where she's going to be born again to die to live. But, you know, dying is how we leave here to enter into the absolute eternal world, the perfect world. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to mention also uh, for fun because it was a wonderful coincidence last night. I happened to pull up, come across one of your points from 2007. Maybe you can remember it. Maybe if there's a blank space, you might want to read it. It's the one about the 4th of July where you're at the fireworks with your wife and you're wearing some attire that's red, white, and blue. Is that ringing a bell to you? It does uh, because that's, you know, a, a lot of my books are travel books, and I, we tend I tend to travel over the 4th of July and sometimes we're in the States and otherwise and ever since uh, the first mention of that I've kind of referred you know I've referenced that exact thing you're speaking of uh, 
in every subsequent book, you know, um, uh, sort of a through line from one book to the other or something about, uh, you know, I, you know, my, my wife assuring me that it would not be a good idea to pull down my pants and display my red, white, and blue American flag underwear at the 4th of July fireworks display or something of that nature. Um, yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a classic, Michael. Well, what I like about it, it it's got a, a light, humorous surface, but at least to me, it speaks of censorship and freedom of speech. <laughs> Maybe that's what you meant by it, but that's what it's sure. I, I like. I like poems that have a, um, well, not all the time, but you know, I always can appreciate it, usually a poem that's got a light surface with a lot of humor, but underneath, there's you know, there's some serious subtext that, you know, in the case of your poem, um, the surface was humorous, but like Saturday Night Live, but then uh, it actually, to me, speaks of you know, freedom of speech and censorship. Okay, well, I know I've spent some time on the phone here, and you've got other callers. Yes. Um, well, Michael, um, thank you so much for calling uh, in and, and reading your, your piece and for uh, bringing up my piece. That's so cool of you to, to do. And um, I will... Uh, I'll talk with you. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you were listening earlier, but uh, there's another fellow from just outside of Birmingham named David, and he said he was going to head into the chat room to try to connect with you. I don't know if you ever go into the, the chat rooms for these uh, I don't blog go talk into the chat room. He was the first caller. I don't want the chat room. Uh, the Birmingham, Birmingham Museum of Art, BMA Speaks, they're going through some restructuring, and um, and that's for good. It's for And it's turned out well so far. This past Wednesday... You've probably heard of Moth out of New York, haven't you? Sure. Okay, well, uh, we have a local, not Moth, but a local similar, modeled after Moth, called Art Light Stories. They've just shortened their name to Art Stories, A-R-C. And they partnered with Moth, uh, the, I think it was the artistic director from Moth, and one of the regular readers came down, and for the first hour, it was a local art, and five local readers presented stories, and that was followed the next hour by um, the, the visitors from the Moth organization. And uh, somebody, one of the, the readers read a story, and then the artistic director had a PowerPoint presentation with excerpts. And it was like they had to turn people away. The auditorium was full. It was just full. Uh, the next event is in... August, but I don't think it's not. Go, he can go to the website, BMA Speaks. It's going to be in August, but I think it's going to be like a preset program panel discussion. I don't think it's going to be like an open mic. He might find more of an open mic at the uh, Bards and Brews, which is usually the first Friday. When it's not the first Friday, then it'll be the second Friday because of holidays, for example. This Friday night, they get it for July on the 10th because the third was too close to the fourth. And this All right, time, well, Michael. Listen, okay. a lot of detail here. Um, I, what I think would be great is if, if, if you two connected in case you wanted to share some information directly with him because uh, I want to move on to some other callers. But Birmingham Museum oh, of Art, you can check out. And if you want to send me your email, and David, if you're still listening, you send me your email, and I'll just connect you guys, and you can you can make a poetry shidduch uh, right here in uh, thanks to Poetry Superhighway Live. So thank you so much for calling in, Michael, as always. Okay. All right. Thank you. Take it easy. Um, all right, that was uh, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, thanks for uh, reading your poem, Michael. Thanks, for, as always, for giving us so much information and, and really an education in, in poetry, especially short form and haiku and et cetera. That was really cool. I just came across – I just thought just for fun, before we move on, I would read the poem that he's referring to. This is actually for, from a book of poetry I wrote in London, though this first piece I, I guess was written uh, on a couple-day stop in Boston ahead of time. This is from my book – a Man With No Teeth Serves Us Breakfast, uh, which you can check out on my website. It's on Amazon as well. This poem is called She Knows Better. On the 4th of July, I wore red, white, and blue American flag underwear, so I didn't think it would be a problem during the fireworks near the Charles River if I pulled down my pants and shouted, God bless America. My wife assured me it would be. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of the Charles River, uh, as we try to do every uh, every month at about the half-hour mark, uh, we play a spoken word track. So this month I have a track 
called Closer to the Source from uh, Southern California poet Scott Charles. Here it is. Every antagonist in the history of fiction. That's also me. It's twilight in the Garden of Mirrors. Good and evil have no power here. And at long last,
Let's go indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the spoken word track Closer to the Source by poet Scott Charles, currently living in Ojai, California. The music is uh, uh, was created by the musician Wolfie. Uh, you can check both of them out on Facebook. I just posted a link to Scott Charles's profile on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash scott.charles.5. And uh, there's, uh, you, can, you can interact with him. And I recommend it. Uh, you can check out more from Wolfie, the musician Wolfie, also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Wolfie, W-O-O-L-F-Y dot projections. There you go. Um, very cool. Thanks for sending that in, Scott. As I mentioned to you when you first sent in that track, I'm all for the notion of Scott Charles. If you would like to uh, send us a spoken word track, please do. Just send a, send an MP3 to me, to rick at poetrysuperhighway.com, and I will listen to it and consider playing it at the half-hour mark on one of our monthly shows, uh, Poetry Super Highway Live Open Readings. We do it every single month if we have a spoken word track to play. So what I'm looking for here is not you just reading a poem uh, that you've recorded, but something... Uh, using the example that we just listened to, something that you've done something to to make it more than just you doing a straight reading. Maybe it's mixed with music. Maybe you've added sound effects. Maybe it's even uh, a live performance where the uh, the audience reactions, etc., add something to it. Uh, something beyond just a straight read, because if you want to do just a straight reading, of course, you can just call in. Uh, there's a, there's something else. There's a little something extra going on with a spoken word track. That's what we're looking for. I'd love to hear what you got. Uh, send me an MP3 at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com. And again, we will consider playing it here on Poetry Superhighway Live. And thank you so much, Scott, Scott Charles, for uh, sending us that that track. All right, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we have about uh, 18, 17, 18 minutes left in the show. I'd love to hear your poem. Uh, call in as soon as you can if you're thinking of doing it because uh, we get a little crowded at the end sometimes and I have to rush through people and I'd much rather uh, not have to do that and have the space to let you read your poem and talk with you about what's going on in your world, etc. So the number is 646-716-7362. Use your weekend minutes to call or click on the uh, click to talk button or click to connect right on uh, the show page that you're probably listening to right now. Our next caller is from the 207 area code. Hi. Hello. This is Ellen Sander in Belfast, Maine. Hey, Ellen. How are you? I'm just fine, Rick. Welcome back. Thanks. It's funny that you're in Belfast, Maine, as I was just last week in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Uh Uh-huh. So that's a big poetry town too. We have a we have a very uh, wonderful poetry community here in Belfast, actually in several places in Maine. And uh, Belfast has a poetry festival every year, which is one of the reasons I moved here. And uh, it's a beautiful place. I'm happy here. That's so cool. Do you? Um, I, I've been to Maine once, and it was last summer, and we went to Portland, Maine. I, I'm not. You know, I, this is kind of like saying, "Oh, you're from France. Do you know Pierre?" But are you, are you, you know, are, are you sort of in the, the 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 greater Portland area, or is it further out? I'm not. It's about two hours from Portland, but I go down okay. there from time to time. They have a, a lot of poetry happenings there, and they also have a poet laureate. And uh, I was the poet laureate of Belfast, Maine, in 2013 and 2014, and I'm currently serving on the board of the. Uh, poetry Festival, and uh, with uh, Joel Whitman, who is a fabulous poet and a former uh, poet laureate of uh, Lucas County, Ohio, uh, we're running weekly uh, poetry woodsheds in the park here. Cool. Well, I'm sorry. I know you used to live here in Southern Cal, so I'm glad that uh, you're you're. Uh 
your uh, migration to the Northeast has uh, kept you uh, deeply involved with poetry. That's that's so cool. Yes, it's it's really it's been a good transition. I actually moved here from Beijing, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just a little detail we skipped out on, uh, but uh, but that's cool. You got a poem for us. Okay, I've got a poem for you, and uh, the title is Escape. And the first couple of lines are actually the text from a sign at a boathouse, uh, since you can't see the quotation marks. Yellow kayak taken by the tide on Friday. Have you seen it? Plus photo of a sleek sit-on-top marigold tandem with pocket seats. The kayak's freckled family in flip-flops Summer faded shorts and tees hunts up and down the cove in vain. It's only 30 feet away, wedged underneath the swimming dock. All night it knocks and butts against the apron, groaning like a mast until slack water then wobbles loose enough to slip out before daylight, meander between skiffs and boys and barrier aisles, coasts through blooms of fog, nudged by harbor seals, gets nicked by a misbegotten macobite, swaps bark with a saturated trunk of a lodgepole pine dropped from a lumber barge. Night envelops, day leans, night weaves, day elides, a yellow float at twilight, perch for vagrant fishing line, skeins of feral seaweed cling glinting in the belching surge, a feather in the ribboning moon. No sign of land, through suns, moons, winds, lulls, swells, falls, brittled by winter's icy chill, bruised by spring's, spring's typhoon, bleached to summer's sultry ochre. Gulf of Siam, off Komadsum, a stubbled fisher, white hair flapping, hauls writhing knuckled bunks of net onto his sampan as skies flare. Sidelong rains slice in a stinging wash, wind slaps chop into spitting fury. The anchor chain splits, recoils, gashes the rail, the boat whacks as he hits the water. He always knew he would die like this, eyes bulging. He bellows in fury, not fear. Rogue waves pitch a yellow slab at him through the raging crush. Hacking brine, he heaves himself upon it, drags his broken clavicle and splintered ribs up-soaked rope ladder to the drenched deck of his bulking craft. Mounting pain, he gasps the yellow thing aboard, limps his battered vessel back to shore. His daughter falls sobbing on her hands to see him alive, her black braids dripping in the rain. They took the yellow kayak home, where it leaned against his shack like a sunflower. Weeds and stories grew up around it. Ellen, that was uh, that was epic and wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing it. I really appreciate being on your show, Rick. It's nice to hear your voice. Likewise, it's uh, you know, it's uh, I should mention you're a, not only a, a participant here, but you're a uh, a former Poetry Superhighway contest winner as well as judge, and uh, we've got our our next one starting up this week. And it's it's uh, you, know, you forget you do this in so many years. You're, I'm developing a whole basically civilization of people who've who've been judges and who've won the contest. So uh, so really glad that you're you're still connected with us. Definitely, you're always in my heart. Likewise. Well, all right, I'm going to get to some other callers, but thanks for calling in, and, and, and don't be a stranger. Okay, Rick. Bye-bye now. Bye. It was Ellen Sander calling from uh, Belfast, Maine. Uh, no relation to Belfast, Ireland, or maybe there is, as far as I know. But uh, I was just there, the one in Ireland. Actually, it's not in Ireland. They'll get mad if you say that. It's uh, Northern Ireland, which is the United Kingdom. Not that there's any kind of checkpoint when you cross over the border. Anyway, it's not important. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 212 area code. Hi. 
Two hello. and two, you there? Yeah, I'm yeah there. hello. How you doing? Who's this? This is Ivan Klein. Hi, Ivan. Calling um, from uh, New you, York Rick? City? I'm doing good. I'm in New York City, downtown. Fantastic. Yeah, there's a few uh, few area codes I recognize on site. So uh, so there you go. Um, you got a poem for us? Yes, I do. Um, it starts with a, a couple lines of prose introduction. It's called Pine Bush. Uh, the New York Times of 6.30.15 carried this story of a $4.8 million settlement of a federal lawsuit against the Pine Bush School District, 90 miles north of New York City, brought by parents of Jewish school children exposed to pervasive anti-Semitic actions without an official response. Paul Salon's black milk, sickly sweet, the lingering smell and taste of ashes. The Jews don't belong here, can't drive, can't defend themselves. What do they, what do you expect? The smell of fear, of fire, of historical surrender. Don't belong, can't drive, can't shoot, pollute the air we breathe. The impossible feat of invisibility and acceptance of humiliation is the cost of what you dare to call living. The district superintendent during years of harassment, Nazi, Nazi graffiti and so on, a Jew, one Philip Steinberg, a man of some bulk, of some substance, who emailed the mother of a girl upset about Jew baiting that, quote, your expectations for changing inbred prejudice may be a bit unrealistic, unquote. I, Mr. Steinberg, am here by sufferance of the Gentiles with my degrees in education. You are here by virtue of your own folly. These people won't change, and neither will you or your children, nature's predestined victims. There's, no, there's nothing I or anybody else can do to help you. Keep it down. Drink your bitters. Try to get by. Or better yet, get out while the getting is half good. They're just kids. They're hatred and contempt inbred. A kind of joke, really. The thing is, you just don't get it. Salon's black milk. Maybe just a whiff, if not yet a taste. Ivan, poignant piece. Thank you for sharing it. Quite all right. Um, you got a, a, a really quickly a website or anything you can share with people if they want to connect? Hello? All right, we seem to have uh, uh, lost uh, Ivan, so not sure what happened there, but uh, that was Ivan Klein from New York City sharing his uh, sharing his piece about uh, anti-Semitism and prejudice and how we deal with that. So there you go. Thanks for calling in, Ivan. Um, uh, all right, our next caller is from the 360 area code. Hi, 360. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Who's this? This is Karen Vandebuchet up in Bellingham, Washington. Hi. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. Thank you. Nice to be here. Nice to talk to you. Likewise, likewise. Um, let's uh, let's get right into your poem. Okay, this poem is called Django Fest Gypsy Camp. It's about um, a, a meeting of guitar players that happens in different places around the United States, and this happened um, here on uh, on one of the islands in the San Juans last summer. So this is called Jangle Fest Gypsy Camp. Circled in the field are two-man tents, big-nosed, repurposed school buses, aged RVs, a like new airstream, today's caravans. In 80-degree heat, a smoking fire puffs from a four-legged cauldron. Men wander from campsite to campsite sharing their opinions of disambiguated rifts, ticket costs, last night concert. You and I sit in mismatched canvas chairs, drinking old coffee from the Coleman reheated in a microwave. On a folding table, bananas lie next to a bottle of warm Merlot, 
a tin bowl of stale salsa. Shirtless, ponytailed boys strum guitars for young women with shaved heads, their banjos at their feet, sandals, boots, pork pies, ball caps, chinos, jeans, or cargo shorts. There is no uniform. Belonging is a well-strummed petty bouche guitar, wing at the bottom, flying sharp notes back overseas to Quintet de Hot Club in France. By three in the morning, a bass player has joined the fire circle, while guitar players change out at one or two an hour. Distinct but indolent notes from a saxophone wail. We lie together half awake, wrapped in velour cloth throws, listening, lost inside a melody of both history and hope. Tears, you whisper, your mouth moist against my ear. I'm startled you know I'm crying until I realize it is the title of the song. Thanks, Rick. Thank you, Karen. Thanks for calling in. You got a a website or some way people can connect with you if they want to hear more? I do not. I'm feeling very very solo right now, so I'm hanging out just with myself. (laughs) Well, uh, something to strive for, I guess. Looking forward to the contest, though. Oh, cool. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I I made it in the top ten last year, so I'm going for the money this year. Go for it. (laughs) <laughs> All right, cool. Thank well, you. Karen, best of luck to you, and thanks for calling in uh, today. That was uh, Karen calling from Bellingham, Washington. Um, 310 area code. I got about like a minute for you. Do you got a real short poem? Yes. Hi, Rip. It's Hi. Jean Colonymous. Hi, Jean from Topanga. Yes. Let's, let's get into your poem right now. Yes. Please. The Creator's Dilemma. Where'd I put that rib? How far could it go? I had it. Where'd I leave it? Adam, you seen your rib, Adam? He may be playing with the snake, or snakeums as he calls it. Cute. Ribby, where are you? St. Anthony, patron saint of lost items, can you help me find rib eight? Tree of knowledge, can you help me? Never mind. I'll turn something else into a woman. What about snakeums? The tree? Or God forbid, me. Nice. Gene, thanks. You just you made it in. Yes. Cool. Well, I'm going to let you... You too. Thanks for calling. Sorry to have to cut you off. I'm just uh, just out of time here, but uh, I know no, you'll be back. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. That it was uh, Gene Colonymous calling from uh, 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 here in Southern California, Topanga, California, uh, Topanga Canyon, I should say. There's a difference. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for uh, for calling in, uh, everyone. I'm sorry we didn't get to the callers on hold, but we're just basically out of time here. Uh, just a quick reminder: our next show will actually be in two weeks. It's July 26th. This is going to be a conversation with our poetry contest judges at two o'clock p.m. Pacific time. You do the math if you're not in Pacific time. Uh, where I'll be having a, a conversation for the hour with the three people who are, are the judges of the poetry contest. Great opportunity for you to hear directly from them before you enter the contest about what their sensibility is. I don't know of any other contest that gives you that kind of access to to that sort of information before you enter the contest. It gives you the best opportunity to 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 to, to put your best work forward and, and to maybe adjust it to, to to for it to be its best, at least based on the judge's sensibility, if, if you so choose. So the contest is going to start uh, this Wednesday. I forget if it's Tuesday night at midnight or Wednesday at midnight, but it's one of those. You'll get an email. Get on our email list. Go to PoetrySuperHighway.com, and in the upper right-hand corner, there's a, a link to get on the Poetry Superhighway email list, and that'll that'll make sure that you get the announcement that the contest is starting. You can, If you're on our Facebook page, uh, there'll be an announcement there as well. So that's it. I want to thank everyone for calling in. David from Birmingham, Lita from L.A., Alex from Canada, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, Ellen from Belfast, Maine, Ivan from New York City, Karen from Bellingham, Washington, and Jean from Topanga, uh, California. 
Um, our next open reading will be August 16th, 2 p.m., format just like this. But I do hope that you guys tune in in a couple weeks when I have a conversation with the contest judges. Don't forget, you can still get in as a contest sponsor. Um, that doesn't end when the contest starts. You can sponsor at any point, though the sooner you get in, uh, the more benefit to you as a sponsor in terms of your exposure um, in our classified section as well. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Bye.